Oh, yeah. What's going on, boys and girls? It's me, Ben DP, being here with a brand new podcast. And this time, it's a fellow Lutonian, a fellow Hatter <laughs> fan. It's the, the Load FM. How are you, buddy? Not too bad. Nice to have a, a fellow Luton fan. They don't come around too often in this community, do they? There's not many of us about, I won't lie to you. So it's <laughs> great to have a fellow one on. I, I don't feel quite so lonesome now. I've had a Watford fan on in Fox in the Box. That was traumatic. Uh, but yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fella hat on now, which we'll get to. We'll get to. But so how are you, buddy? How, how's COVID treating you? Um, I've, I guess I've been quite lucky without being too boring because I, I do NHS-based work. My life hasn't really changed other than not going to football at weekends. So I'm quite the lucky one in the sense that I've had the same level of interaction and all of that stuff. But what about yourself? Uh, <laughs> You know, but it is what it is, isn't it? Let's be honest with you. So obviously you I appreciate I'm a lucky one, so. <laughs> You mentioned about, obviously, going to the football. Do you go to any looting games? you season ticket holder or...? Yeah, season ticket holder. So last three or four years, every game. And before that, used to do it one season on, one season off, depending on Saturday working. But yeah, season ticket holder. And I got to go to the one game that fans were allowed in against Preston, so it worked <laughs> a treat. What stand do you sit in normally then? Uh, Kenilworth, front row, by the uh, clock, good the lad. old clock. Good lad, good lad. So, right, so first of all, lovely content. I came across your content by uh, looking for Bangor City. <laughs> you know, I, I was looking at saves to do and I found Bangor City. So I just typed in Bangor City FM and I came across your content. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I've been a fan ever since. It's, it's great. It really. I've looked at a lot of your old stuff from last year with your head coach save. I've looked into this year's head coach save. But for those who don't know your content... Tell us a little bit about your two saves on your YouTube channel at the moment. Uh, save a Bangor City, Building a Nation, Common Wales. And you've also got a save called The Head Coach. Tell us about them and uh, how you get on. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, the, the Bangor City one is probably more luck than judgment. After the end of last year, I tried to build a nation for the first time on a channel with Cliftonville, which worked a treat. And I was looking for another Northern Irish side. And I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. But I stumbled upon the Bangor City story with the... I knew briefly about the minus 42 a couple of seasons back that got cut and then a, a bit of a, a weird situation with the owner, the Italian-Argentinian style, which has blighted the safe for those who are, are going to be catching up. <laughs> but um, it was just a lucky stumbling. And once I saw the story, I, I couldn't leave it alone. And that's worked out well, which is is great. And it's just trying to take the, the Welsh League up to the top of European football, which I've got a feeling might take a few more months yet. Um, but the <laughs> all years, all years. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get there before the next FM. Um, but the the head coach is the staple holder of the channel. That's out every year. It's something I've done ever since the director of footballs came into FM. It's sort of the, I guess when you're doing two saves, you want to have one where you haven't got to be so intense with the transfer windows and all the stuff that takes ages. So it sort of works in a nice way, and it produces something interesting in the meantime. Because for every great director of football I've had this year, you get a Chris Casper once in a while, which is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know about your Bangor City Save and your infamous owner, if you're a fan of the channel, tell us about your owner, what some of his demands are, for example. Well, he's, he started the save and he, I mean, it's happened in real life as well, so I can't argue about realism, but he wants all players signed to be based in Argentina and Italy. And based on the fact that halfway through the first season, Brexit obviously occurs, and the fact that you can't get Argentinian <laughs> players at amateur level with work permits, it leads to its own problems. Um, so they almost immediately become devastated. And as soon as you're devastated on any club culture items, you can't take any action. So now I'm basically relying on my director of football to sign players, just like the head coach all over again. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing about the saves, as you mentioned, is you can't do anything about it. Your scouting knowledge doesn't exactly extend that yeah. far. You can't take amateur players. 
and you can't do anything. And when I first when I first heard about that, because I heard about the previous owners, the, I think it's a father and son or a family of yeah. dodgy owners. Um, and that's why I was always following Bangle City sort of in the background. So when I came with Crusher Channel, I wasn't aware of the expectations, shall we say, of the of the owner. And I've been in several streams of other YouTubers and Twitch streamers where I spoke about what save should I do. And I always say, you need to watch Load FM channel and look at his Bangle City save. <laughs> I spoke to Moza, uh, who's a previous guest on the podcast the other day, and I said the same thing. I said, you've got to watch Load FM, I said, because his Bangle City save is... Is something to be believed. The fact that, and what makes it worse is, he's after players of Argentine nationality or Italian nationality. They've got to be based in Italy yeah. and based in Argentina, which makes it that much more impossible. I know. And when when you're searching in the in the scout reports, even if you set them up with the assignments, they find Argentinians and Italians, like you say, but they're all the ones that are based in England or Wales, and it's just exactly it's absolutely impossible. But um, it, it looks like potentially might be on the way out at last. But we'll wait and see if that happens. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I won't promise it yet. <laughs> now, your channel produces daily content, which you know is, is no mean feat considering you're doing two saves, uh, a couple of YouTube saves, I believe. But you know, how do you find the time to, to do not one, but two saves? How, how do you find that? Is it hard? Is it difficult? Is it easy? It's, it's probably not so difficult, to be honest. The, the biggest hurdle is doing it with work. I mean, I'm pretty good and organised with all of the saves and the... There's editing, which I know a lot of people hate. It's been a common theme of a lot of your episodes, I'm aware. But uh, <laughs> the bit I'm worst at is I always upload all the videos like a week in advance and then forget to put a title or anything on them. I just leave them <laughs> and then go and do it like the day of the videos coming out. And the odd occasion, if you get caught in a work meeting or you get caught on reception or something and you get an episode that releases that just says FM19 because I haven't updated the, the channel banner since then. So that's the, <laughs> the hardest bit. But the the two saves itself, I used to play FM pretty religiously anyway, so it's not a huge change in that. My other half very kindly puts up with it. So I'd like to say you're the first person to be the one to make that error regarding the channel yeah. tag, etc. for the new season, but you're not. You're not. <laughs> so um, it's still funny when you see people put FM20 no, FM19 in your case, in their, in their <laughs> channel tag. So so when did you start YouTube and why? What got you into YouTube? Who inspired you, apart from myself? Well, it's a bit of a long convoluted story, to be honest, because, I mean, it came out of bad circumstances, which is I did the, the classic footballer's injury about four and a half years ago, which was the first day of pre-season, the, the ruptured ankle ligaments and the double leg break with no one anywhere near me. And I ended up obviously in bed for a few weeks and stumbled across Lelujo's channel. I think it was just as FM17 was coming out and his yeah. uh, non-league to legend series. I didn't know it existed. I could never in a million years tell you how I found it or what I searched, but I just ended up watching it and got hooked. So that sort of inspired it on that side. It's something I always wanted to do. I've always been quite frequent on the SI community forums doing um, blogs and things like that, which I've done since about FM13 or 14, but... I never really knew how to make the video content, as you're probably aware from trying to set this meeting up. So <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the technology expert outside the things I'd normally know. But it just I wasn't gonna say anything, it was you, not me. I wasn't gonna say a word. No, I've got I've got nothing to hide, it's not a problem. But the the thing that came about is me and a couple of mates started doing a podcast about football, and it was just then that I saw all you needed was a microphone and a laptop, which I had both of, and you could do it. So once I knew that, I was off. For those who haven't heard your podcast, I'm not going to lie, it's exceptional. You've also got, uh, you also create content for another YouTube channel where you interview uh, ex footballers, some current footballers. Tell us a little bit about the content you produce for that channel, what you do. 
Well, it was just sort of, firstly, me and a couple of mates messing around. We played Sunday League football together. As I mentioned, they went the same way as me, which is legs, knees, hips and everything else broken. And at that point, we just thought, well, let's talk about football as soon as we can't play it. And we never really took it seriously. We just had a, a little chat once a week in one of the lounge. It was basically an excuse to our girlfriends to be able to play Pro Evolution Soccer 2 for about four hours, <laughs> uh, which we still did until lockdown and hope to do again soon. Um, but since the lockdown, obviously, we discovered by default video content via Zoom and all the other things we have to use now. And since then, we've contacted a few footballers and we were just surprised by how many said yes. It was as simple as that, to be honest. There was no expectation. <laughs> we just didn't, we just messaged a few and near enough all of them said yes, which worked a treat for us. So that was it. What's the name of, what's the, name of the channel? And so it's called The Honest Football Podcast. And at the moment, obviously being Luton fans, it works out well because we just do championship predictions every match day. And then every couple of weeks we've got an interview with a pro because they still keep saying yes for some reason. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm not lying. If you haven't heard the podcast, it's on YouTube. The link in the description, the Honest Football Podcast, it's exceptional. It truly, truly is. I'm not going to I've watched some of the videos and I, and I really, really enjoyed it. So. Appreciate it. I guess the nicest thing I got out of it was to speak to Faker Others, obviously another Luton fan of our of our ilk and obviously a, a fairly She's famous name well. we watch every Saturday. <laughs> Well, we watch on Soccer Saturday every week, so that was a really nice treat as well. Yeah, generally really, really good. So if you haven't, give it a listen. The link could be down below. I didn't know about the Fake Rovers one, so I'm going to listen to that literally <laughs> after this. After this, I'm going to put the Fake Rovers one on and give that a listen to. So your name channel, you know, Load FM, how did you come about that? Where did it come from? Any plans to change it? Because some people have mentioned the past regard to their YouTube channel, Twitch channel, that the dreaded FM part of their channel mm. they want to get rid of because it hinders them. <laughs> expanding into other games or it hinders them being found we hear that time and time again you know what's your thoughts on having fm in your title and uh how did it come about uh well the problem is before this you i had to listen to a few of yours obviously and i was no i knew you were going to ask me this question and i spent <laughs> i spent about four days trying to come up with an elaborate answer but i thought i'd just be honest and say that it was the first thing that came into my head um it's the same thing you see every time when you load a safe. So it's probably the word I've seen the most in <laughs> FM, which is probably the only thing I can attribute it to. But I don't think the FM thing worries it in the title. I mean, the biggest success I had on the channel in the first year and a half was a, an Ashes cricket series. So I don't think the FM title <laughs> hindered anyone finding it by the looks of the numbers. So the FM bit, it might go eventually, but I don't. It doesn't really bother me, to be honest. It hasn't stopped other content being on the channel. I'm normally quite honest and laid back with what's going to be on there. I never promised it would just be FM, but obviously the title could be suggested to be misleading, which is something I thought of a bit later, but it's not worth worrying about. There's too many people who are worried about the, the details of it, but I'm not worried about am I going to end up with 200 million subscribers or anything like that. You know, It's just having a bit of fun. So the title's what it is. I mean, you're right, but so many guys are scared of the dreaded FM part of their title. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I don't have an issue if you've got FM in your title and you're playing Apex Legends, I don't care. To me, it's just a gamer tag. It's not a big deal at all, it really isn't. I mean, this whole myth, shall we say, about it heading your channel, I don't believe it does, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see how it could do. But we see some of the biggest guys out there, booed FM. Yeah, you know he's got FM in his title. You know it's just it's, it's out there. Doctor Benji's got FM in his name as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's not worth worrying about. Benji, <laughs> <laughs> it is if, if he can work for Doctor Benji, if he can work for Booth and Footy Manager TV springs to mind as well. 
I'm sure it'll be. I mean, Fox in a Box. Yeah. If I remember, says got FM. So it doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. But you know, you're right. There's a stigma attached that if you have FM, you can only make FM content. But your your proof that's not quite the case. You know, as you mentioned, you've got um, cricket on your channel. I don't know why, because cricket's crap. No, I'm not having that. I'm not having channel. that. <laughs> <laughs> you've got cricket on your channel uh, and other stuff as well. So. I just I've I've always found it interesting to get people's opinions on on having the dreaded FM in the title. I don't think it makes a difference. So it's it's good to hear that you're the same mindset that I am. Yeah, completely agree. I, I mean, if anyone wants to argue it, then I'll just say I, I named it FM after a, a radio station to suggest it's a channel. There you go. I've got an excuse. Do shout. There you go. <laughs> so, in terms of your your content, shall we say? As I mentioned, you've been on YouTube now for what two three years, I believe. Um, you've done one or two live streams. I believe Dundee was one that you did recently. Yeah. Is there any plan to potentially make the move to Twitch as we see so many YouTubers do nowadays? Or do you plan on staying on YouTube for the foreseeable future? I mean, I, it comes back to the same thing that we were talking about before we started, which is technology for me. So uh, I don't <laughs> I don't really have a, a problem with it. I'll be completely honest. I've had brief looks into it and still don't really see the huge differences between the two, but... I'm sure someone will tell me as we go along. As terms of it is, the the simple reason for now is just keeping everything under one roof. I'd never mm. done live streaming until lockdown, and it was only because at the weekends we weren't going to football anymore, so I did a live stream instead and talked to people. And they've got a little bit out of hand and got popular now, which is nice. But it's a chance. <laughs> I mean, the real reason I did it was just a chance to talk to the people who were watching it all the time, because... I'm not quick at responding to comments. I'm working most of the week still. So it's just a chance for me to talk live to people and I guess for an hour thank the people that are making it work and helping it grow. It's not a uh, I'm live streaming to try and make income out of it or I'm live streaming to yeah. be the biggest one or get the most views. It's really just for the people who watch regularly, to be honest. But I can't promise I'll never go to Twitch, but it will <laughs> take a lot of research and I don't know if I've got the time and the headspace for that at a minute. <laughs> it's quite refreshing to hear you mention you're not... You know, you're not interested in, in making money. I mean, don't get me, we all want to do this full-time. Yeah. A lot of people out there do this because they want to make it a full-time career, whereas for you, that's not any goal whatsoever, I imagine. You just do it because you enjoy making content and you enjoy talking to people by looks of things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the only thing that's happened in the last year, I've never, I've always been honest and said I'd like to make it part of my job. I don't really want it to be just my full-time job. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy going out and interacting with people, I enjoy the sort of public-facing environment. So it's never going to be a, I want to do it full-time and nothing else and be... There's always that dreaded risk, isn't there, that you just get locked to your keyboard for 12, 14, 16 hours staring at yourself in a mirror. But I'd rather do it part-time and still have the little public side to it. So it will never be the biggest in the world, and I know that limitation because I'm not aiming for it to be my career and the be-all and end-all. I think so. I mean, like I said, the, the content you're producing, the views you get... It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. For you, I mean, your your head coach for it averaged about four five hundred views yeah. an episode. That's which it. Yeah. Consider that the FM market is so saturated. There's so much FM content out there right now that to get four five hundred views on uh, a director of football challenge, shall we say, is really really good. And I, I I think it's refreshing to hear someone say, "Look, I'm not interested." and making this full-time. Because so many guys, whether it be on the mic or off the mic, talking privately, go, I want to do this full-time. I want to make it a full-time career. And I think the, the reality of it is, is there's only, a, as far as I'm aware, five or six guys that can do this as a proper, proper living full-time 
doing this. So let's be honest, the chance of, of any of us making this full time are slim to none. So it's quite frustrating to hear you say openly that I'm not really interested in it. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not again, it's not worth the hassle and putting the pressure on yourself. A lot of people you see them, they start and they say, I want this to be my job or I'm gonna make it to the yeah. top. And after a year or two, they put so much pressure on themselves, rush themselves into so much content. Gradually it gets worse and then gradually they give up, they have a break, they have a hiatus. I mean, I look at someone who I really enjoy watching, like Second Yellow Card, and he sort of admitted to an extent the first time that that's what he did. He burnt himself out a bit. And he's come back this time, put less pressure on Exclusively himself. Exclusively on my podcast, by the way, he just was. to put it out there. <laughs> I was just, I just said when he came back the second time, you can tell how much more relaxed he is, how yeah. chilled his content is. He doesn't put pressure on himself to make a half an hour video the same day as a 15 minute one or to go live every day or whatever. And you can see how much of a difference it's made. And he's grown quicker as a result of making less, ironically. Do you keep on track of your numbers at all? Like, do you, are you someone that checks their subscriber count and their view count on, on sometimes hourly, let alone daily basis? Are you one of those people's or is it something you keep on track of at all? Not hugely. I do it for the first one of a new series just to see what mm. I've let myself in for. Because like last year it was <laughs> quite calm. There wasn't a... I wasn't making the best stuff. I was probably guilty of rushing it a little bit with work. But this year it just went absolutely nuts. And after the first day I thought... I might have to uh, up the game a little bit and learn some technology this year. But apart from that, not a huge amount. I used to when I was getting close to a thousand, again, because you're putting pressure on yourself for the kind of get to that stage where there's that little bit of advert money to then get a webcam, go live stream and whatever else. But otherwise, not a huge amount, to be brutally honest. We're going to get to a part of the show that I love now. It's the old uh, quick fire question, shall we say. They never quit fire. They tend to be longer than the rest of the frigging interview put together. <laughs> But I don't, so I don't know why I call it quick fire because they're not quick fire. But there's a couple of questions for you. Um, feel free to elaborate if you want to. The first one, the classic Coke or Pepsi? Oh, for me, it's got to be Coke Zero because I don't go for the full fat because I can't handle that. I eat enough food to try and save calories elsewhere. So <laughs> it's, it's Coke Zero for me all the way, but whichever one's on offer for a pound normally. That's exactly what I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Coke Zero. But whatever's the cheapest in Asda, I'll get that one instead. <laughs> So we know you're a Luton Town fan. I'm guessing you're an England fan as well. Yeah. So uh, club for country, which was more important to you? Which would you prefer? Which would you love more? Oh, club by a long way. And I know that a lot yeah. of the, the other people on here have said country, but it's never really gripped me England supporting on international duty. I love, like my favourite events are the World Cup, but that's just watching the football rather than England. Of course. But for, for me, it's Luton by a million, million miles. So in terms of being a Luton Town fan, obviously you're from Luton, as we've already established, so... Did, was you raised as a Luton Town fan? Was it something you grew into? How'd that come about? Um, it was just the first club I went to watch, to be honest. I got took yeah. by a, a mate's parents. And I think it was Stuart Douglas who was up front, scored in the first few minutes and came and jumped on the stand in front of us. And that was it. That, <laughs> it's all it took. I think what I didn't realise at the time is only when I went and did work experience at a football club about 10 years later, is that game was when we came out of administration in 1999, apparently. And then obviously didn't know that I'd let myself in for four more in the next nine years. <laughs> <laughs> We've had it more than most, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, being a Luton Town fan is exactly parallel. Let's be honest, it's, it's a painful, painful journey. <laughs> not so much now, not so much no. now, but for for a couple of years, you know, the dreaded, you know, we were what top of well, mid table with the championship, and then within five years, we were a non-league team. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we had that that pitfall thanks to the FA. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy ride being a Luton Town fan at all, but it's something that, you know, I, I, I'm not from Luton. I moved to Luton at the age of 18 yeah. and uh, I just fell in love with the club. 
you know, I grew up as a Manchester United supporter. I've mentioned the podcast before. And, you know, I um, I went to a Luton Town game. We'll give some tickets free by <laughs> someone at work because um, Luton Town, I used to work at Debenhams and Luton Town put a little club shop inside Debenhams. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And they put me in charge of it because I worked on the men's department. So, look, can you look after this for us? We'll give you a couple of tickets every week. I was like, yeah, all right then. And I uh, just fell in love with the game from there. I really did. JJ Donnell. Yeah. I love JJ. I remember seeing JJ uh, in KFC just after he had his nose absolutely spread across his face uh, against Gloucester. <laughs> and um, I was at that Gloucester game. I think there's one about four people at the game watching it. Yeah. I actually paid for that game. Oh, wow. Uh, I saw him there a couple of days later in KFC. And I remember being absolutely starstruck. Now, JJ Donovan, if you don't know, isn't a, wasn't a first team player. Right. But just, I loved him. He just didn't stop running. He used to run around like a headless chicken and just had, he just never gave up. And he, he played so, in that faithful Norwich game and that day will never be forgotten. I won 100 quid in that game. <laughs> oh. I was well chuffed. I put, I put a 10 on to win. I won 100 quid. We, uh, the <laughs> we, we stayed in the in the travel lodge in the city centre. We went as uh, as free boisterous teenagers. And it, <laughs> as you remember, it was about minus 10 that weekend. The floor was all ice yes. the whole way there. And it was a 20-minute walk downhill, and I did not pack anything appropriate. And I have never been so cold in my life. It almost <laughs> took the gloss off the day. <laughs> Do you have a favourite Luton Town player? At the moment, I, I've said this a few times in streams, actually. James Collins is probably the my favourite player I've seen in about 15 years. And it's probably Agreed. it's probably unusual for me, because I don't really like the attacking players. I was always a, a grumpy, screaming centre-half or keeper growing up. But James Collins is... He's sort of like Didier Drogba at defending set pieces. And that's the bit I love the most. When you see a centre-forward chasing back at left-back and flying down by the corner flag to intercept a cross, that's that's something I don't think I've ever seen in a Luton striker, which sort of endears me and probably a lot of other fans. We've had a decent striker in a number of years, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, we've, we've had a couple of OK strikers. I was expecting a big feat of John Shaw when he joined the club. Yeah. I remember watching uh, a pre-season friendly and John, John Shaw scored ahead of about 20 yards. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I don't think he's going to get all season then. Oh. Like, I just remember it. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple of really good strikers, but Collins for me is, is the best I've seen in a number of years, as you mentioned. And I'm trying to jinx myself here, but how we've kept him yeah. astounds me. I, I, every transfer window, I expect someone to go, Collins has gone for a measly three million. We're going to get our pants pulled down. I can see it. Yeah. I, the, I, the thing I'm that just, worried me with it is the fact that He's, he's starting to get stick now for some reason for the fact that he's getting no service and no chances to score, which absolutely astonishes me given what he's done. But so there's the change of formation yeah. every week as well. You know, one minute we're playing a 4 4 2, then it's a friggin' diamond. So when you change of formation every week, you can't expect the guy to really know what he's doing. And Graham Jones played him left wing for half a season. <laughs> it's exactly, exactly. It's just, I mean, I'm, I love, I love, I really, really do. I've been a big fan of James Collins. Um, uh, I'm going to say to do a little town podcast. So I better move on. Oh, you can do that. You can do that. There's no problem with that one. <laughs> so you you mentioned you uh, you first got to content creation by looking at Luge and others. Do you have a, do you have a favourite content creator? And do you have an, an underrated content creator as well that you watch as well? Uh, so my f- favourite probably still is Lelujo, although one of the ones are, I fell in. I really enjoyed the content of not long afterwards. Uh, Golden FM because he made. The regen, the first regen rover safe, which uh, just blew my mind a bit. Like, how can you spend that much time in a database? It baffles me. And obviously, <laughs> you had Mozza last night, who would have been similar, wouldn't he? So, yes, um, those sorts of people they blow my mind because I just haven't got the patience to do it. To be brutally honest, testing rules all day, just I can't do it. So, fair play to them. But the the smaller one, and I ended up going on his channel not long ago. It's a guy called Custer Profit, 
and yeah. it's his content, he doesn't make a huge amount of FM content, but I really love what he does for like the community and the smaller creators and things like that. He put he's, he's quite selfless, which I guess a lot of us, and I include myself in this, when we're making content, bar for our viewers, we're probably quite selfish on a personal level. And I think he's one of the few that's sort of away from that and stands out as a result. But I, I still, if I was pushed to pick one, I'd still go Lelujo, the big one, I'm afraid. I feel for the cutter prophet, but I don't make a patronise away because his content in regards to, should we say, his podcast is, is very good. Yeah. He gets fellow content creators on there. He's had Boone on there. He's had yourself on there. He gets some big boys on there. Yeah. And I just think it's a shame he doesn't quite get the appreciation he deserves for, for the work that he puts in. I mean, the content, again, is pretty much daily content. It's a shame the guy doesn't get the appreciation he deserves. And I, no, I completely agree. He deserves it. A bit more. I know, because he had a, a big growth spurt because he got Loki on there, and that's all it takes for, for guys like our level, doesn't it? It's just to get yeah. one of the big ones to raid in a Twitch stream, or in my case, just to recommend a YouTube video. I think I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Loki was making his intro for a, one of his Journeyman series, and he was doing a Not Like Any Other Journeyman, and he'd put loads of clips of other ones that he was trying to compare his rubbish to his, and I featured in it at the start. I've never been so happy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Loki's appeared on there, as you mentioned before. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at his channel as you speak now. To be fair, his, his first episode of FM21 for the beta had 1,500 views, yeah. which, is, which isn't too bad. But it's nice I'm to sure see it take that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they'll take that. If you don't know Custer Profit, I highly recommend you give him a, a cheeky subscribe. He works with Passion for FM, who I worked for uh, several probably years now, rather months ago. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's a good guy at Passion for FM. Give them a cheeky little follow. Make sure you subscribe to the Cast of Profit. So, you're a little bit younger than I am. Emphasis on a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> you won't be able to tell from the grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> or no hair in my case. Uh, that's why the camera's not on. Uh, regen or new gen, what do you call it? We all know it's a new gen, but yeah. what do you call it? It's always been regen for me. I don't even... I don't remember what, what generation it was. I guess the first FM I played was 05, so that was it was still regen back then, and it just stuck ever since. I think anyone who called it regen the first time will always say regen, won't they? No matter how many times they're told otherwise. We know FM don't like... I mean, FM hate calling it regen, yeah. so I've been told by the bigger boys. They're all they're in stream, they go, oh, no, I call it F- regen, I mean new gen. Apparently, FM do not like you calling it a regen. We all know it's not a regen. We all know that, but just I think for us golden owners who played it in 2005, or in my case, 96, 97, <laughs> show my age again, uh, it's always going to be a regen. It always, I mean, I know it's not a regen, but it's always going to be a regen for me. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier you, you play Pro with your friends, so console or PC, what do you prefer? Probably PC, because since FM05 came about, that was it for me. Football Manager 2005, it was uh, myself and a mate at school. There, our parents conspired our mothers and decided that that would be a good Christmas gift for us. So since then, it's always been been PC. But before that, it was probably console. My first management games were like LMA Manager 01 or whatever that was. And then Pro Evolution Soccer 2 and the old Fifas. But probably now definitely PC the last te- decade or so. So when you were a console player, Xbox, PlayStation, what was your preference? Uh, so growing up in the golden days, it was PS1 and PS2 and then made the conversion to Xbox 360, but I was very late comer to that. So now Xbox, but you'll never beat a PS2 in my eyes. Yeah, P- I mean, I went PS1, PS2, the Xbox 360, then Xbox One. Yeah, same. PS4, then back to Xbox. Oh, wow. I didn't do the last bit, but I've got to Xbox One so far. 
<laughs> I tried to make the move because a lot of my friends had the Xbox. I got the Xbox because everyone had it. Then lots of my friends got the PlayStation. Yeah. And then I just didn't have a controller. I was used to the Xbox One controller for so many years. I was like, I can't use a different controller. I have to go back. So I'm back. I'm back with the Xbox until my kids broke it. Thankfully. <laughs> Uh, he said sarcastically, trying to cry. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was an avid Xbox, uh, Xbox fan. I love the Xbox to this day. But to me, I'm, I'm a PC gamer now. You know, I still use a controller on the PC, which is a bit of a swear word. I know. Yeah. You know, I play Apex Legends with my friends or or smoking <laughs> Samurai and Herb the Nerd, and I get crap all the time for using a controller when I'm on the PC. But I just don't like using keyboards and stuff. But I use them all day at work. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. use them for nine hours a day at work. I don't even want to play computer games using a keyboard. It's just can't do it <laughs> i guess the the so, only other thing on that is the the only real game i play on the the console now is uh, is the cricket games and a, maybe a bit of snooker if they bring one out i've given up on the the fifas and all of that now because fm's just so much better isn't it let's be honest 100 <laughs> percent. i mean do you play any other games other than fm on the the pc not really on the pc no i don't play i'm a bit boring really even tv and things like that outside of sport i don't really do a great deal. I'm, I'm a bit of a boring old man, as you've seen from the technology. That carries across to the rest of life. So, in bar sports games, not a lot. I used to have an old game called Cricket Coach, which was a basically yeah. a an older version of Football Manager turned into a cricket game, which was a treat. But it's basically the same game in a different sport, so I can't really claim it as something else. <laughs> and there we go, boys and girls. Another Ben Meeks done for the night. That was a, that was an interesting one, having a fellow Luton Town fan on. I mean, as I mentioned, I could have spoken all that about Luton Tab. I'm conscious you guys don't really give a monkeys about JJ O'Donnell and Calvin Andrews and Lloyd Wilson. You guys don't care about that, but I do. But anyway, without any further ado, I'm going to bid you adieu. Thank you very much, Lloyd FM. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one, boys. See you later.